getting you through your workday one hour at a time. This is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Welcome in, uh, just two hour afternoons with Stabby today, but stick around after two, the great running it straight with Sam and Kempi will take you from two to three and then the run home from three to six, but we've got some fun stuff here for you today, some fun stuff, we're going to start very soon, uh, because as you've heard on the previous shows today, it is our second birthday, um, just went and witnessed is it a chocolate cake out there, Sam? Was it a chocolate cake with so, two some candles? Sort of variety of the chocolate nature. Did you have some? Well, no, because I was in here. Oh, yeah. But I'll, I'll, yeah, they better save me some. I'll be fuming if they don't. Yeah, no, they will. They will. Oh, well. my goodness. My, oh, will they? Wow. Well. Oh, Brendan English is out there. His jaw is going flat stick. He loves the cake. Mm. They're genius. Um, so we're going to just do a few reflections. Some humorous stuff, Sammy tells me. It's oh, here's the cake. Here's the bit of cake for Sam. Right, live taste test of the two-year-old, uh, it's not two-year-old cake, it's the cake celebrating two years. Here comes the taste test. Do you want to hear it? I want to hear the visual first. What's it look like? Well, it's obviously got the um, the edible uh, Edible graphic. writing. The yep. edible graphic. Happy oh, birthday, God, he's bringing CNZ. me some He doesn't now. eat it, though. I can look at it. Yeah. I'll have your piece. It's got blue icing. Mm. So let me just... Blue. It's SENZ blue. I've got I've got half the now, S. Well, let me just tuck into that. Now, if I'm if I am being ultra critical, Steph, I'd say um, it's it's not light and fluffy. It's it's thick. It's dense. Um, it's and dense. moist. It's dense. Well, I, I prefer dense and moist cakes. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> mm. Eating sounds on radio. Nothing better. That is dense. Is it moist? Um, I wouldn't say moist. No, I'd say dense, not dry, but um, hydrated. Hydrated. Yeah. Like about a 3.2 on the pentrometer. Mm. Yeah, overall I'd give that a 5.2. On the pentrometer. And taste? Like I'd give the whole thing a 5.2. Oh, really? Yeah. Jeez, that's no, a- look, I don't want to poo-poo Ruben for going out and getting this because I, I, I will enjoy it, but um, yeah. Okay, well, you finish that, and I'll, I'll say what else is coming up. So, yeah, please do. A midwinter Christmas tape. Um, we usually do a full hour at Christmas. We're not going to do that today, but just some highlights that have happened and some bloopers and probably some Tony Kempisms. Uh, I don't know if Johnny Mac's going to be. I don't know. Sam keeps it under his um, under his hat. Doesn't tell me what he's got coming up, but we'll do that. Uh, we are going to talk to Theo Duropoulos. Um, played Sheffield Shield, I think, in Australia. Um, Play for the Firebirds. Play for the Firebirds, that's right. And Channel 7 news reporter as well. Um, great man. Um, we'll have a chat. Of course, the Ashes tonight, 9 o'clock, that starts. We will have the commentary as we have the last three Ashes tests. 
Um, Theo will join us just after 12.30. One o'clock. I'm looking forward to this. KJ, Carl Johnson. He's the turf manager at Waikato Stadium and overseas uh, cricket fields, rugby fields in the Waikato Bay of Plenty area. So we'll talk a little bit about that, but I might, it's tempting to throw the lines open and you can ask him your lawn questions. Because when we had the Wimbledon um, grounds, head groundsman ahead of Wimbledon and talked about that, the interaction from you people out there with uh, just your passion for lawns, and we know Sam's long passionate about his lawns, but I've just noticed since he got into golf, the lawns seem to have gone by the wayside. I think Sam's just one passion at a time. He hasn't got room for two. So it used to be lawns, used to paint them, stripe them, Share photos on Instagram. That's dried up. I want to get Sam re-enthused, so KJ's going to join us after one. If you've got questions for him, start sending them through now. If you've got certain weeds or, you know, I, I want to know seasonally how you look after your lawns because we've all got lawns. So KJ at 1. Aidan Ross at 1.30. Um, Chiefs and All Blacks properties just come back from Japan uh, from with the All Blacks 15. Uh, obviously, he'll be looking forward to the MPC. And I want to ask him how that was as well. And I've and I've actually yesterday, this is after we'd teed him up, he's voicing an ad for this um Kane's Deer Velvet. So which is uh Sam Kane's parents run this business and Aiden's been taking this Deer Velvet stuff. So I'll have to ask him about that. I have to ask him about that. Uh, we'll also find out other bits and pieces and uh phone calls and texts as the day progresses. So Sammy, I sort of feel like um, you're going to host the next little wee while because as I say, you always keep this sort of stuff secret. Don't really share too much with me because you like the surprise element of uh, our midwinter Christmas tape. <coughs> Excuse me. Did you finish it? Finished it. Did Still you? a 5.2. Um, do you want mine as well? Your rating or do I want your cake? My I cake. might have it a bit later on. Um yeah, look, I actually went into my old folder from July 19, 2022, and we did the same thing last year. It oh, was, did uh, Yeah, so it's a little mid, uh, mid-winter, like you said, mid-year blooper reel. Um, what I've done, though, given we've been on here for two years, I've actually taken some of our stuff from last year as well and just sort of blended in some of the stuff from this year. Um, it's a taster for what's to come at the end of the year. And I'll do a much better job at the end of the year of putting it all together. So this is just to, to whet the appetite, as it were. <laughs> and uh, obviously, no, uh, we're only in Auckland and Wellington, aren't we, at the moment, with our rural audience. So um, Oh, yes, I see yeah. Andy Thompson on the, on the screen. You might be listening to this on the so podcast. So the Christmas one, we, we thought we, we couldn't play it all out, that we just ran out of time. We need, probably need to go longer than an hour for that, our Christmas one, don't we? I wonder if... Um, I wonder if I've got the intro that I played out last year. Do you remember the intro that I created? Yes, I do. You, you go and have a hunt for that. Just got a text from Ken, actually, saying, Happy birthday, ECNZ. Been a fantastic two years. Thanks, Staffy and Sammy and crew. May it continue for many years to come. I concur. Ken really enjoyed it. And see, two years ago, I didn't know who Ken was. Never heard of him. And now it's just become a great part of the show, as so many of you have. Um, and I, as Smithy was talking to me, you know, his highlight has been how much he's learnt uh, about the sports that you just don't have time to indulge in. And because we're now this is what we're doing each and every day, uh, it's fantastic. And I think my highlight has been the growing, the ever-growing interaction, new listeners, new phone callers, new texters. I just love it. Uh, you know, you, you work pretty hard to get these guests and put, put shows together with Sammy. And um, the reactions we get from you guys, that... That gives me the joys that you guys seem to like it. So 
pretty happy about that. How's the hunt gone, Sammy? Still hunting? Are you still hunting? I'm still hunting. I feel like it is in here somewhere, but is this just ruining everything? No, I know. I can pad. You know, I'm a professional oh, I just wanted to get... Uh, I love it because it's got that cut from beaver. Oh. <laughs> I wonder if I called it bloopers. You might have called it bloopers. Um, text in any of your memories over the two years, if you like, onto double eight double three. As you know, that is the Temper Bear Post text machine number. Upgrade your sleep with bedpost to recharge your mind and body. Um, ashes tonight. Football ferns tomorrow night, 7 o'clock. Commentary here as well. Commentary deluxe. Rugby World Cup commentary. FIFA Women's World Cup commentary. SENZ Summer of Cricket commentary. There is a lot going on. Lots of life sport. Hasn't life sport increased on SENZ since we started? We had none when we started. Now we've got Ashes, we've got New Zealand cricket, we, we do uh, tennis majors, uh, we do netball, we have warriors. It's fantastic. It, it's, it's, it's on the up and up. Sammy's on a massive hunt and I'm starting to... Um, maybe I should just flag it. Maybe you should just flag it, Sam, and just start playing them because we're at 12 past already. Okay, screw it. We'll just play them. Okay. No fancy intro. Maybe I'll get it after the break. Um, I don't know. Where should we start, Steph? Why don't you just pick a show and I'll just start from there. Breakfast. Oh, that's easy. Um, this one's actually from this year. Israel Dag, who uh, was talking about player payments and we all know how hard done by the players are. Uh, staff by uh, with their million dollar salaries. Um, Israel Dag uh, comes to us with the latest. The players now are uh, fighting the CBA and trying to get to some situation where they can get remunerated. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, rightly, and well, do what's right by them. So look, I love it. Um, yeah, it's a tough word actually on the fly, staff, especially at six thirty in the morning. Oh, it is. Rem- right. Remuner remuneration. Yeah, yeah, remunerated though. Oh, they've got to be well remunerated. Mm. It is a hard word. Oh, I mean, the, the words players are now are uh, fighting the CBA and trying to get to some situation where they can get remunerated. Remunerated. Um, <clears throat> I will I'm, never criticise the breakfast guys because I tip my hat that they get up at past three, four o'clock so every morning. So do I. Um, someone who also struggles with um, the English language is uh, Tony Kemp. And I have a, a folder specifically for Tony in 2023, and it's a very, very large folder already, and we're it's only names, seven months in. It? It's, names. it's mainly names. It's mainly the mispronunciation of names, uh, including this one. You know, the roster's full with some decent talent at the moment with Mitch, uh, Mitch Barnett. You've got um, uh, Nua Kore. <laughs> Sorry, Uncle Kiss, Kimpy, man. We're, Kiss, we're about set me off. 27 minutes left. But you know, you got chance to be close. I'm coming back. I'm going to go for my surgery. Sorry. One of very, very many was Bitch Barnett. He also actually struggles just with the Warriors themselves. To the league call, of course, the Warriors, the One Warriors, one New Zealand One Warriors who we support here on SENZ. I'll just get a clarification on that To the league call, of course, the Warriors, the One Warriors, one New Zealand One Warriors who we support here on SENZ. What was that? The One New Zealand One Warriors. Okay, well, look, they're getting a lot of advertising there through Tony Kemp. And then perhaps my favourite, actually, of 2023 already, and it happened on the weekend. Mm. We had a great call against uh, at Mount Smart for the Warriors against the Sharks. Um, it included this absolute gem 
um, from Tony Kemp. More people, Kempy, not DWZ. I tell you My what. Apologies. He thought he, he counted his chickens before they'd lay the eggs here. Well, <laughs> he's gone out just to put the ball down, and Sean Johnson's come from nowhere. That was a great so, play. So good. You just invented a new saying as well, Kempy. What's that? Counted their chickens before they laid their eggs. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that right, Dave? No, you, you count your chickens before they hatch, Kempi. Oh, okay. Not before you lay your eggs. Well, Otherwise, you've got nothing to count. They can't hatch if you got nothing to laid. count if you don't have any well, chicken you, eggs. Well, you have to lay eggs first anyway. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, man, it's just too good. Um, moving on. And... Uh, I'm just trying to find I – don't, I don't actually think I've got a lot of Smithy here. I know they played the Red Tube one uh, this morning from last year. Um, I don't I don't uh, have that one on, on me here. But uh, what I do have is a couple from our show, um, Steph. Oh, no. And, uh, look, the one that, that um, always gets me was when you were talking to Ian Carmo Jones. And out of nowhere, <laughs> it was a sound – that still pierces the heavens to this day. Uh, the angels cover their ears as it uh, reverberates throughout the clouds. Have a listen to this. To me, that's still our number one and two. Final question, talking to Ian Jones. What, like what even, we still haven't gotten to the bottom of what we that is. We haven't worked out what it was. Yeah. To me, that's still our number one and two. Final question, talking to... <laughs> I've, do you know what? I feel like I've actually heard it again since then, just on the sly. I can't... I think it's just you sort of... Um, <clears throat> I can't get that high. Well, you did one. You did yeah, at know, some stage because I I accused you of putting it in, but it was actually a live interview, so mm. you couldn't put it in post. And I was talking to him, and you guys were collapsing on the ground, and I'm like, "What did I say wrong?" And it mm. wasn't till after the interview we went to an ad break. You came back in, you played it to me. I said, "That's not me." Um, another bit of a fra- a fra- fra- Freudian, Freudian, Freudian slip. Oh, it's fraudulent. <laughs> Fraudulent slip from uh, you, Mark Stafford. This is also one of my personal favourites from last year. Hearing aids. Do they have lithium batteries in them and you recharge your so. hearing aids yeah, overnight so. or something? I think so. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think it's something along those lines. I remember years and years and years ago at school, one of our teachers had a hearing aid, but it had a cable coming out of his, ar- uh, out of his ear. Nearly <laughs> 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 Where did that cable come from? Where is he? And how is it charging the batteries? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he loves his ears and he loves to listen. Uh, yeah. So the <laughs> Just to add a neep laugh in the background oh, there as well. Laugh, classic. Um Oh dear. This one here, it comes from twenty twenty three, Mark Stafford. Mm. When um Kim Almalo from the West Tigers decided to join the show. I don't know if you remember this. I don't. Um, he decided to jump on the show uh, to talk about the West Tigers. Uh, however, you thought he was coming on to talk about the Māori All-Stars. Oh. And the lines were crossed. Māori All-Stars, he's done a lot. Kenny Malmalo joins to get online out of Australia, but he's a former warrior, Kiwi, Kiwis, uh, Māori All-Stars, he's done a lot. Kenny Malmalo joins us out of Aussie. G'day, Ken. Thanks for coming on. <laughs> hey, yep, thanks, thanks for having me. Uh, mate, how long have the Indigenous All-Stars been in camp? How much of a preparation have you had? Um, for the camp and... Um, well, for, for the... I'm for, not actually in camp. No, so the Māori All-Stars, you haven't had a camp, you haven't had a meeting with all the Australian domiciled guys? Oh, no, 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 yeah, we haven't had a um, camp and, yeah... I'm not in camp at the moment, so... Okay, so West Tigers, oh, um, you seem to be enjoying it, Ken. It seems to be a good I'm club for, and for you to assimilate yourself into And it. that's the point where you realised, actually, I'm talking to him about the West Tigers, not the Māori All-Stars, which he's not involved with. 
Oh, I don't remember. That. I'm just, I'm, I'm actually dying here right now. That oh, is so bad. I don't, yeah, I don't think you did. I don't think I've actually alerted you to that. I just have the cut there. Um, oh, that's embarrassing. Time for some like news. Time for some news with Johnny Mac. SENZ Radio. NZ Sport is coming up. Download the SENZ app today <laughs> and listen live or catch this up is on a blooper. anything you this missed from the your news. favourite show. And in sport, here we go. Uh, we just, um, if you can just bear with me for a tick. Um, do, 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 do. Uh, here we go. Sorry about the uh, delay, folks, but um, yes, New Zealand rugby will uh, side with its key yes. stakeholders as well done, sports organisations oh, around the world. You could hear the mouse clicking. Yeah, you hear him trying to load it. Um, I do actually have a couple more from Tony Kemp here that I've just discovered, and uh, as well as Ricardo Ball um, and Mark Watson. So uh, let's start with uh, Ricardo Ball, who confused uh, a certain New Zealand-based rugby coach um, with the former Prime Minister's lover. That's the other. The other. Um, and I had somebody actually ask me this. We do the rugby run with Marshy on a on a Sunday, and somebody texted in and said. Do you think that Clark Gayford went, we're not going to beat the Crusaders, so I'm going to rest my All Blacks here? Yeah. Oh, Clark Dermody. Sorry, Clark, sorry. Yeah. Just Cinder's husband. Yeah, I, yeah. I didn't, didn't realise he was, an, he was a, a super rugby coach. He's a talented man. No, he, he's, I'll tell you, he can do anything, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> the fishing rod. He might do a better job with the defence, maybe. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, get him in there. Clark Gayford, are you available, mate? Yeah, yeah, ta- you're a one-on-one tackle coach. Yeah. No, I tell you what, Joey Real is mentally agile, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, that was good on him to, to snap that up as well. But, uh, yeah, just a little slip of the tongue there. Um, oh, I've got to take the mic out of myself, uh, staff, as well. Uh, this one from uh, this commentary this year as well, alongside Tony Kemp. Although, just listen out here, because Kempy has a little slip of his own. Tap from Antoya, and it's dropped by Jackson Ford right off the restart. And the Cowboys are... Patting each other on the back and licking each other's, well, licking not each other's lips, but licking their own <laughs> lips. And I tell you what, they didn't even is have that, to is do that on the, Is that on the Christmas day? They didn't is that on the Christmas day? Oh, it will be. Look, he's tackling like a demon out there tonight and, of course, carrying the football on that occasion. Just took his bo- uh, eyes off the ball a little bit too early. <laughs> oh, don't you start. <laughs> oh, look, it's a lot of fun in the booth with Tony Kemp. Uh, and look, I've got a lot of... Um, a lot of drive clips here, which I think I'll play after the break. But let's just finish uh, with Mark Watson, who was sitting in the booth, as he always does uh, on the night shows and uh, in various other places. Um, only he forgot to turn his phone off. Let's check in with Watto. Well, when you start accepting all-black losses... In the middle of a rant, compromise too. the all-black brand. We've got a brand around the world that says we're about performance, precision, and no compromise. We've never had, we've never ever had, sorry, that's just my mum phoning the program, making sure that I'm slowing down when I'm speaking. Um, <laughs> now I've just lost my train of thought. <laughs> In the middle of a rant, it's, you couldn't get better time for what I, um, so look, let's take a break, Steph. When we come back, I have plenty of clips from uh, the, the good folks at the run home who, uh, who love a blooper. Excellent. And they love to give them out, so we'll Excellent. explore them after the break. Stick around. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Uh, we're looking back on some highlights and some lowlights, Staff, over the last two years. Um, laugh lights. Laugh lights as well. Um, and just a reminder that there will be a full version of this at the end of the year, uh, much more structured 
and there'll be a lot more to it as well. I'm very much looking forward to that because I have a lot in my trusty little folders that I'm keen to go through. Um, the Run Home. <laughs> Great show that is. Uh, from three to six, we gave them a good sort of, um, I don't know, reprieve. Four from seven moved to three from six. Now Beef mm. can beat the traffic on the way home to Waiuku. North Waikato, um, as he likes to call it. The North Waikato. But uh, rather than hearing about um, Beaver's drive home, I'd just like to hear about the goings-on around the sporting world from, from Stephen Beaver Donald. When you look when you look back at the off-season, and she's just the goings-on. Mm. It's just fascinating, the goings-on. And, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure Mark's been at the centre of a lot of the, the goings-on of the off-season. <laughs> and... Uh, and now things are looking rosy, well, rosy enough there. A lot of goings on, apparently, goings on. Um, and I'm still waiting to hear what they are. Absolutely. Um, the other thing that I didn't know, and this is, um, Beaver's actually great for bringing this sort of information to light. I, I had absolutely no idea that Novak Djokovic uh, was in the NBA. All of a sudden, when I've just heard that my man Novak's got his 10th rebound for the day, and, uh, and the triple's come in. I know I've got his name wrong. Oh, no, I've got his name wrong. But you know who I mean. The triple-double, 260. <laughs> that's uh, that's um, Luka Doncic? No, Jokic. Uh, Nikola Jokic. Oh, Nikola Jokic. Uh, but easily confused with, confused with Novak. And Novak is, a, is an athlete, so you'd expect him to be all over the place. Um, yeah. It's, um, as Kirst would say, a wonder they've got so far with all of the um, geological mistakes that they make. If only we all had brains like James, then we wouldn't make like these geological Issues. mistakes. And, yes. Uh, Geographical. Ge- <laughs> Prime example. Yeah, we're not digging up, we're not digging up stones here, Kirst. You said yes. <laughs> oh, too good. Um, now, one of my favourite stories, and I think this was last... Oh, no, I think this was this year, actually, earlier in the year, where Beaver um, told us an interesting story that quickly turned south. Um, and, yeah, screams don't go any faster at me every single time I go for a jog. Got the balls out today, actually. Did a few drop kicks. Excuse you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but it pulled back some memories. <laughs> Clip that, Jacob. Clip that straight away. the dump button? That was just rude. That was very rude, Jacob. And continued, Steph. How many balls did you get out? Uh, Three of mine and two of the kids. Oh, that is good. Uh, that is oh, good. Can you hear Jacob absolutely losing the plot? It's great comedic value. And finally, we'll just finish with it is one of my favourite highlights over the last two years. It comes courtesy of the cross between the run home and Joel and Fletch over in Sydney. And look, they love to, you know, twist the knife a little bit and the screwdriver some, somewhat. Uh, so we finished with this from our very own Kirsty Samway. Hey guys, just before we get into all things uh, seriousness, uh, did you know it was 10 years ago? Since Levi Hawken made your country famous, do you know who Levi Hawken is? You're no. looking at me like you don't know. Me. Is he the guy in the wheelchair? No, that's nope. Stephen. Uh, that's 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 Stephen. I'll give a bit of a. Give... <laughs> <laughs> and he wasn't. He wasn't a Kiwi. He wasn't a New Zealander. Sorry. So. Oh, dear me. Hey, look, lots lots of highlights over the last two years, Steph. We have a lot of fun, and there's a lot of bloopers in there as well. We're happy to have a laugh at ourselves, which is the important part. And, yep, we will have a very big highlights package for 2023 at the end of the year in December. Uh, you'll want to stay tuned for that because uh, there, there are a lot of 
a lot of clips. I know there's one. Didn't even see one today. I know there's one uh, that I did two or three weeks ago. Oh, live. Oh, that hit the dump button. No one heard it. It was what you weren't on. Oh, Robbie. Not, Robbie yeah, was on. I don't on. know if he did save it, but. And you might be lucky here. I'd recorded an interview with Hamish Kerr, mm. the high jumper, having yep. just won in the Diamond League. And um, I had to pre-record it because of the time difference. And uh, I just said, oh, this is the second midnight pre-recorded interview I've done this week. He goes, who was the other one? I said, Mitch McLennigan. And I talked about Mitch and um, in a nice way, but there was some swearing. No, I wasn't bagging him. I was praising him. And, uh, and Robbie had forgotten to clip the front of the pre-recorded interview. Oh, dear. And there were all sorts of words. And so I'm sitting here listening to the pre-recorded interview player and I hear this litany of swear words. And I collapsed onto the ground in the studio and I was like, I'm going to get sacked. <laughs> this, this has gone live. Have you I not seen that. I've not heard that. No, so I, I, I have to go and find it. I think Swinks has found the video of me in the studio and my reaction. It's horrific. Oh, I'll have to go and find that for sure. Anyway, we'll take a break for news and some sport and some weather. I've got some text messages, some nice happy birthday messages. Actually, I'll get to those after that. I just went out and said to Swinks, our video guru, and said, have you got that video of that time I said that word and I thought it had gone out? And he claims he doesn't, doesn't know anything about it, so Robbie must have it, so we'll, we'll find that. Uh, some text messages. Uh, the great man. See, these, these, this is one of the great men that I get to talk to and read his texts. Um, hey, Staff. Hey, Staff. Manawatu are playing Tasman Makor Friday afternoon. I'll probably go along and see what the pre-season, preseason form looks like. Go the mighty turbos. Cheers. And our great man Graham from Marlborough, formerly in Northland, and he goes, happy birthday, guys. Great to have Sports Radio back. You guys rock. Thank you, Graham, and so do all of you wonderful listeners. Uh, happy birthday, boys. Uh, I was lost after Radio Sports shut down. Then SCNZ came along. Awesome. Marshy, another great listener. Marshy, you're a champion. Happy birthday. Next year, I'll make the cake. No one needs a 5.5 cake, Kimberly. Kimberly, that's a deal. You've got the date, put it in your diary, put it in your iPhone for an alarm to go off about three days ago. Oh, how amazing would that, to celebrate with a Kimberly cake? Um, very quickly, someone's, John from Auckland, g'day John. Oh, g'day Steph, how's it going? Good, thanks John, my man. Hey, um, I've, I've just watched a video just quickly on uh, Sports Joe, I think it's called, and I had a... Um, Haskell, do you remember Haskell? James Haskell, the number six from England. Yeah, yeah. He, he was talking about the hucker mm-hmm. and how he thought nothing of it. And I thought, oh well, it's, that'll be good motivation for our boys. And and actually, John Smith, the former South African captain, mm-hmm. put it in perspective and said, you know, it's an honour for any team to face the hucker because you know you've made the pinnacle of your career when you're facing that hucker. Yes. I like how he's put and that. that. And that's coming from a South African man. Mm. And other teams who never have a chance against the All Blacks say that, well, there's nothing involved in the haka. I might be going off the task here, but I think going into this World Cup, 
And you saw the other night, Steph, when the boys got out there and the haka was different. There was a different feel about it. Yeah. And boom, 20 minutes, we're on. So I think for our boys coming into this World Cup, they should just give it all in that haka and then we're on. Yeah. World Cup champions. Yeah, it's our switch. It's our switch. And now the team say it's not fair. It's not fair. But it's it's part of rugby. And as John Schmidt said, um, yeah. you know you've made it when you face it. Exactly, mate. Mm. Can't wait anyways. Good, Good man. One, Cheers, buddy. Cheers, buddy. Um, Josh. Happy birthday, CNZ. Absolutely love the show. My favourite segment would be the good oil on Saturday afternoons. It's so good for racing. I agree. I'm absolutely gutted. There's no more good oil punters club. I hope it makes a comeback. Cheers, Josh. So do I. I've been a part of that. G'day, staff. Happy birthday to all you guys. Still loving the station. Bring on the cricket this summer. And one of my favourite interviews is whenever you get Molly Spark on. That young lady is magic. Gary from Upper Hutt. I was just chatting to her... And the weekend was a birthday. I just sent her a birthday. I wasn't chatting. I just sent her a birthday message. Um, I'll get her back on. I will get her back on. Um, someone we're going to get on very, very shortly. We'll take a quick break. Um, oh, it's not that one. It is. It's Theo. It's Theo Deropoulos, former Aussie uh, Australian Sheffield Shield cricketer. He's a sports journalist with Channel 7 in Australia. Love chatting cricket and ashes to him. We'll do that after the break. From lunch through to tea, this is Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Welcome in to all the folks who have been away at uh, the Rural Roundup with Andy Thompson. The first hour, well, the first half hour, we did some bloopers. Bloopers for just celebrating our second birthday on air today here on SCNZ. And we get important people on uh, with a milestone show like this, and we always get a great response to people when we talk turf, we talk lawns, we talk soil, hydration, nitrates. I don't know, I'm starting to get lost now. So we've got the great man, affectionately known as KJ, Carl Johnson. He's the turf manager at Waikato Stadium. Do yourself a favour, go and have a look at that for a start. He joins us now. KJ, welcome in. Good afternoon, Steph. Hey, happy birthday to Sunday. What a cool day to be, uh, be able to chat to you guys. Yeah, mate. Yeah, mate. And it's... Like turf and lawns, mate. Turf and lawns. And I welcome people to send in questions, double eight, double three, get them in and I'll and I'll put them to KJ. The fascination with lawns in New Zealand and the stripes and the healthy grass and I got rid of my weeds and how do I get rid of prickles? Do you get stopped all the time ask people asking you, How do I get my domestic lawns to look like Waikato Stadium? Yeah, I do, to be fair. And to be fair, lockdown was one of those moments where my phone rang red hot with people you know they're at home they wanted some product they wanted some advice and they wanted to they've seen pictures of my lawn or seen the the turf that we look after here at Waikato Stadium in Seton Park and they're like we wanted that so yeah it's uh people are fascinated and it's kind of it's a bit of a trend these days Steph. you know like craft beer and growing veggies in your your backyard garden but also having a pretty good looking lawn pretty trendy these days eh what what's what's the I guess the number one question or, or, or... Yeah, let's just say, what, what's the one thing people ask you for advice on? 
Oh, God, that's a great question. Get asked heaps of advice with them. I'll give them good stuff as uh, debatable. But no, what, what they do, I guess one of the things is that, that it, it isn't just a one-stop shop. You know, the lawns and turf need, you know, tender, loving care, 24, you know, pretty much seven days a week, right? I mean, they need a lot of love. And quite often you see people, though, they might get their um, you know, instant turf lawn put on, and that's great, but they still need to be looked after. So it is always just maintenance all the time that's, that, that, that lawns do need and and the you know a bit of bit of time put into it and you can't shoot off to that batch of your staffy for a month and then come back and wonder why it's not look like him looking like Waikato Stadium. <laughs> how how do you know how much to water? Because man, in the northern region and east coast of North Bay, very well not famously infamously, we've had so much precipitation. We really didn't have a summer. And we really can't control rainfall, KJ. What do we do in high rainfall times to try and look after our lawns? Yeah, one of the wee things you can do, and you're right. I mean, the summer, well, we haven't had a summer. I mean, and doing what I do, particularly around cricket, you know, the weather dictates everything we do. But one of the tricks you can do, and even at this time of year, is to grab your garden fork and go and put it in and just pull it back on the handle, pull it out. And what you're doing there is alleviating some of the compaction that you'll get in your lawns. But you're also allowing water to travel through the profile. And another thing that, that turf needs is air. So you're getting air into it. So you think about what you need staff to survive. You need food, water, and air, right? Mm. The same thing with your lawn. So you're looking at food, which is your fertilizers and products like that. You need, obviously, water, which we get plenty of. It does need air as well. So quite often, and also particularly in the areas where there's some shade, you'll find you'll get a bit of moss potentially grow. So just get a garden fork and put some holes in it and get some air in there. And what is there, like I know every lawn, it's going to be generalisations here. Lawn food. You go into a garden centre or or anything like that, there's an array. How do we know whether we get a fertiliser, whether we get um, manure, whether we get nitrogen? How do we know what to put on our lawn? Yeah, you, I can give you a little tip. You can go on to www.keepersway.co.nz. So Keepersway, there's um, a little bit of advice on there. But what you should do, though, is think about in my lawn at home and what we do at the venues, every month we're putting something on. We're putting little and often on. A solid fertiliser, so like your, your normal lawn fertiliser that you can buy from you know most shops these days, put that on in the months where it's growing. So... There's no point putting on a solid fertiliser on now because the temperatures aren't warm enough for the fertiliser to break down and do what it's supposed to do. What you can do at this time of year is there are liquid fertilisers you can spray on your lawn. Now, we use these on the stadium and on Seddon Park this time of year pretty much all the time because they are taken up by the leaf or by the plant and that's how the plant will absorb the nitrogen or the, or the nutrients that it needs. So it's, again, going back to I use a monthly program and it's just little and often just keep things ticking over. And I guess weeds in the lawn is the bane of a lot of people. Um, those, I don't know what they're called, those flat round ones with about, I don't know, a dozen leaves on them and they spread out and when you pull it out there's a big brown patch of dirt because it's blocked all the light from the grass. Um, how do we control weeds in our lawns at home? The best tip is if you're going to spray out your weeds, like a herbicide, which again you can buy from your garden centres and that, fertilise it about your lawn about 10 days before you spray the herbicide. There's a couple of reasons for that. One, you'll get your turf that you want to look after in a nice and healthy state when it gets hit by the herbicide. Two, the stomata of the weed actually opens up and takes the product in, so you'll get 
a better chance of getting a better kill. So they're a couple of key little things. I'll be honest with you, Steffi, my lawn looks pretty sharp, and I'll text it through to you can share with your listeners. I actually do quite a bit of hand weeding in my lawn, and my, my wife will vouch for that. She feeds me down on my hands and knees, as normal, out there pulling out weeds, <laughs> mostly. <laughs> Keeper's Way, all one word, keepersway.co.nz. I've just opened it. Um, the big picture on the homepage, is that your lawn? Yeah. That's my lawn, mate. People out there, just while you're listening, Keeper's Way, as in wicket keepers, but just keepersway.co.nz. Go there, look at that photo. Just look at that photo. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry, boys. But that's, Steffi, does your lawn not look like that? No, no, KJ. No. no. I, and it's interesting you talk about as in keepers, as in wicket keepers. Ian Smith, obviously a fantastic uh, announcer on, on Sends, was that he actually helped me launch the little product. And as a keeper, yeah, how cool way eh, to have have it in the name. So what's Keepers Way? I, I've never been on there. I've got to sign up. What 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 happens on Keepers Way, KJ? Oh, there's a couple options. There's a there's an online shop. So how that come about? I, in my career, have done quite a bit of stuff overseas, you know, with the All Blacks and India and working in Dubai and stuff. COVID, and I was supposed to go and do the Olympics for World Rugby in Japan. COVID obviously stopped me from travelling. So my phone honestly rang red hot during COVID. People were wanting products and advice. So it's sort of come about by a need for what people are wanting at home. And it's, it's just sort of grown and it's something that I've been able to offer a service and some products to people who, you know, wanting to improve their lawns. And you, like, you, I've been pitch side when there's been All Black Test Chief Tests and you're down pitch side with your, with your bucket hat and looking at the grass and I just look at you and you, you looked at me and we didn't have to share words. It's just, it's magnificent. How much pride do you get out of standing there and looking at your work? Oh, look, look. When you say work, I mean, it's, there's never a day that I wake up and never want to come here. I mean, I'm very, I guess I'm very fortunate to be working in an environment, but I'm also working in a great team as well. So we've got a good bunch of lads who, yeah, we take massive pride. We, one of our little catch saying is we want to make, um, we want it world-class turf every day. And I want someone like you to come here and go, wow, that's amazing. Or, mm. or you know, your listeners to flick TV on or, or hear even, you know, the radio commentators talk about it because, we want people to be proud of it and we want Hamiltonians to be proud of the venues we look up. We're pretty lucky here in Hamilton that our venues are pretty special and um, you know, and we want people to just want to come here and you know, obviously we've got the FIFA Women's World Cup on at the moment and when that's finished we've got the Warriors here and then there's you know, there's domestic rugby and um, FMX. So we've got a lot of events and we just want people to come here and have a great experience. And we we're a part of that, and, and I always talk about the turf being the stage to the event that we host. So, yep. you know, um, you, in cricket, the cricket teams need us, and we need them to be able to produce, you know, a good pitch and what they what they need. You know, I look at what, you know, Sam Kane and the All Blacks need when they come here. They need quality training surfaces. So everything is about being part of the of an event that, that goes on. And, you know, there's been, I guess, many cases in around the world where stadiums turf have failed and you know that's front page I guess so you know we, we take that we don't want to be in that situation so yeah again comes down to a lot of love a lot of hours and a lot of dedication from a huge amount of people and we are also pretty proud mate We've got some questions come in from listeners KJ so I'll read them word for word question for KJ how meddling or hands on have FIFA been in terms of getting Waikato Stadium ready for their World Cup 
Yeah, it's been pretty intense for a couple of years. And, and the things that's different for us is we are having to walk behind mow the pitch uh, every day, which is cool. We normally do mow every day, but it's normally right on. So we've increased our staff. Uh, FIFA have supplied mowers that we use, so that's all very different. Wow. Um, lo- lots of testing. So pretty much every day there's a turf consultant who comes in on behalf of FIFA and tests things like uh, how hard the surface is. We use a clear camera for that. Our moisture contents, um, what else? our shear testing, which means how strong is our turf when a player's foot goes in. So we, we have we've stepped up the the level, I guess, of expectations and, and what we need to, to um, produce by a long way. And, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty full on and, it, it, you know, it's in, a, it's in a book and we have to just deliver. So it's been um, it's been great, don't get me wrong, but it's uh, some pretty big hours and, and, and a lot of high expectations, but something that we'll probably never see again in our lifetime, so we want to make a good fist of it. Do you get to keep the mowers at the end? Oh, we do. Yeah, the legacy item. Beautiful. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Um, you walk eight k's to mow the field. Oh my god! One mower. And that's one mower, and that's every day. And there's some days where we'll need to double cut. So, so it's good for KJ's waistline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's eight k's is what what the boys what we're walking. And yeah, we've got two mowers going. And actually, just mowing the field now. I'm standing out here uh, looking at the field and. Um, yeah, she's looking pretty good. And the sun's shining, which is even better for us too, mate. Oh, that's magic. Um, Josh is asking, um, grass height in summer and winter, what should it be and does it differ? When you mow, when you mow your lawns, what's your optimal height? Look, it will differ um, depending on where you are uh, and things like So I have rye grass, which is what Waikato Stadium, so all those stripes that you see on the on Keeper's Way um homepage, mm. that's ryegrass. So that is cut at 12 mil, so sort of half an inch. And outside, um, the bigger areas on my lawn, which there may be a photo there as well, is tall fescue. I'm cutting that at 75 to 100 mil. Again, whatever variety you have, um, you want to just make sure you cut it. On on that uh, website, there's also a bit of information about the grasses and the heights of cut you should have. Uh, in the winter time, I'd always bring the heights up just to give it a bit of protection, um, and, and we do that again at the stadium as well. well. We'll bring it up. So currently for FIFA, we are cutting at 24 millimetres, uh, and for rugby, we would normally run that same grass on Waikato Stadium at around about 30, 35 mil, just depending on how many events we have. Mm. One from Andy saying, real mower, rotary mower, or push mower, or does it depend? Oh, look, if you're wanting quality and if you're wanting stripes, it's most definitely a real mower. A real mower will give you a better high-quality cut. Um, the win- During the winter time, again, when you lift those heights up, you can go with a rotary mower as well. Not at all, but again, if you're looking for stripes, it would always be a real mower. Real mail. Okay. And um, someone else is uh, in their car. They can't log on because they're listening and driving. Uh, they've obviously done a speaking text message or something and just asked you to explain a bit more if you subscribe to Keeper's Way. What, can you tell us a little bit more about the packages and what they involve? Yeah, sure. So what it is, it's pretty much uh, my, my food bag model where every month product arrives at your front door depending on the time of year and I, the products come that you need. So if you 
it'll come with the right amount for your lawn. So pretty much it's a, it's a pretty simple way of doing what we do here. There's also some sprayers and some hand fertilisers, uh, fertilised spreaders available as well. So pretty much it's everything that you need to be able to have your lawn looking as good as mine. Geez, that'd be magnificent. Now, Sammy, my producer, is just lawn besotted, and I'm sure he's champing at the bit because I haven't asked enough questions. Sammy, have you got a question for KJ? KJ, have you ever painted your grass? <laughs> I have. Yes, that a boy. See, I get a lot of crap for that, Steph, from uh, from my mates after I painted it before Charlie's first birthday, make it look nice and green. Do, do they do that at um, grounds and stuff, KJ, or is that just a, like a home oh. lawn thing? No, we do do that. Um, we use some pigments and some different uh, products for darkening up the colour of it. Uh, as I said, I mean, this time of year, we're just um, foliar feeding our, the turf, so we do put in some products that will darken it up. Iron's a little one that will help that. It will make it go sort of a, a slightly on the sort of darker side, and then that will last for about four or five days. So, yeah, there are – and as far as paint goes, we're not actually – physically putting paint on the ground but we're spraying on a few a few products remembering too that as far as paint goes we do often have a lot of logos for some of our codes which are actually mm. turf paint painted on for you know obviously the sponsors mm. i'm going to cut that answer and uh, show it to all my mates now they won't give me so much stick uh <laughs> kj a, a, a couple other ones that i've uh, that i've had at home firstly the, the real uh, problem I have is when to mow when it's wet, right? So I sort of always got told don't mow it when it's wet or don't mow it in the rain, but it's so hard in Auckland when it rains almost every day and on the days it doesn't rain it's still super soggy, super wet, you feel like you're just ripping it up and the and the tyre tracks from the lawnmower are going everywhere. Like, How do you get around that? Because mine just grows way too much because I can't mow it. Yeah, yeah you're right there though. You want it to be as dry as you possibly can. There's a couple of reasons for that. You know, one, that the clippings will go into the catcher better. So when everything's, I guess, real damp and that, it's hard for the mower to, to be able to cut properly. Two, um, if the ground is too soft and putting mowers over it, you can actually seal the surface from the weight of the mower, particularly with the real mower with the rear roller and stuff on it. So absolutely, and it is difficult. And Hamilton, to be fair, has been no different as well around our mowing of it as well. And again, we've got daily commitments for FIFA that, um, you know, this is the first time this tournament's been held in the winter time. So the challenges we have is again the weather. The weather dictates everything that we do. So, yep, we might have a plan. We're going to mow tomorrow, and we're going to mow first thing, but we actually can't because of the weather. Little trick that we also do in the mornings is we swish the dew off, and that helps as well. So we we use a rope and just drag a rope across the the turf to remove the dew, and that helps a little bit around drying out a bit faster. Mm. The um, when you're spraying fertilizer, because I noticed the granular stuff I find works way more, way quicker, and it's way more noticeable. When I throw that down, it gets real green, real fast, grows really thick. But when I've done liquid fertilizer stuff, it, it sometimes doesn't do anything, or it's certainly not noticeable. Is it just it just got to be patient with the liquid stuff and just like get a program going that'll eventually, you know, you'll see the results of in a couple of months. Yeah, 100%. Hey, Steffi, it sounds as though Sam's wasted in radio, mate. I oh, know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if you got a job, KJ, if you got a job. He said to me, I, without a word of a lie, if he was better at golf, he'd love to be a pro golfer, but either working for NASA or a groundskeeper, they're his dream jobs. 100%. Oh, how good. So when he grows up, he wants to be a groundsman, eh? That's great. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I look, you're right, though, around the foliar fertilisers. They have 
less amount of nitrogen in them and that's just the way that we get the product on into the leaf so yes you're right you don't get a big flush like what you will out of uh, the solid type fertilizers but again for me over that winter time it's actually about just ensuring the plant health is you know in a good state so that it can one handle the, the wet weather and you know potentially frost parts of New Zealand so it is again around plant health some of those followers you will find Sammy that they'll have more iron or FE as it's called in them, they will help to darken up, but you're not going to see a, a flush like you would a solid fertilizer. Brilliant, brilliant stuff, KJ. Uh, we're, we're, we're over time now, but what I might do, what I might do, Sammy's got your number. And next time he's in Hamilton, I reckon you'd say, Come and have a look at what we do, and you two would get on like a house on fire. He needs to get down here. He needs to come and have a look. We need to get him on a mower. He can come and mow the stadium and he can have a bit of fun. Hey, Brett and Brett and Born, well, not Born, but Brett in the uh, Waikato as well, uh, KJ. So, look, I know that ground well. Uh, Hello, Turf. It's uh, it's home for me. So, yeah, and the best grass comes from the Waikato, of course. We'd, we'd love to see you down there. You know I'm a Kentev, though, eh? Hey? And that is KJ there. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, KJ, you're a champion. Thanks heaps for that, buddy. Nice talking to you, lads. Have a great afternoon, eh? See you, mate. Carl Johnson there, turf manager at Waikato Stadium. It's just, it's just so fascinating. And the really cool thing is, so this Keeper's Way, I'd never looked at it. Go and have a look at keepersway.co.nz and that opening photo on the on the homepage is KJ's house. Well, it's KJ's lawns. It's a pretty cool house too, but the lawns are amazing. And I know a lot of you love it. Anyway, we all shall take a break, and I'm going to have a look at, at the lawns of this week's Bailey's Property the Week after this. Through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. I know much how you've missed this, Sammy, the Bailey's Property of the Week. How much you've missed this? Did I not say that? How much you've much this, did I say? Yeah, something. It was it was a jambor- jamboree of... <laughs> Christmas Day. Uh, so this one today, um, they've called it picturesque, picturesque lifestyle section. Mm. I'm, I'm calling it blank canvas. Oh, fantastic. Oil or water-based? Water-based. Water-based. I thought oil was the preferred option. Mm, it is a pristine oasis. Oh. It epitomises rural living, I'm going to say, at its finest. Now, Sandra Rowlandson, she works for Bailey's Rotorua. This is this property is in Deep Creek Deep Creek Road, Reparoa. Sam Kane territory. Fantastic. Kane's out velvet. Yes. And it's nestled uh, amongst picturesque landscape. And every angle you'll turn... These views. I mean, uh, I think that's Mount Ruapehu. And yes, it is. Uh, majestic. The, 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 the majesty. The majestic Maunga. The, the majestic Maunga of Mount Ruapehu. Uh, one of the major highlights it's uh, 9,500 square metres. It's a lifestyle section. It's breathtaking views, 360. Snow cap. Panoramic. Panoramic. Great word. Yeah. Great Panoramic. word. Snow- Cinematic, some might say. <laughs> Hydromatic. Snow-capped Mount Ruapahu alongside Mount Tohara create a majestic backdrop 
for your everyday life. In addition to the incredible vistas, Reparo itself, great little place. It's known for its strong sense of community. Hell yes, there's a Foursquare store there. And an array of amenities. You'll find everything you need. It's just a stone throw away. I've mentioned Mount Tohara and Rainbow Mountain. They offer opportunities like you can mountain bike, you can hike, get amongst nature. Mm. 30 minutes to Taupo which we're not topos guys got fishing boating kayaking etc etc and Rotorua 35 minutes so you're right bang in the middle of a great part of New Zealand don't miss the exquisite opportunity to secure yourself an ideal lifestyle property tranquility design your own home put a tiny home on put half a dozen on put glamping on whatever you like revel in the expansive views and enjoy the wonderful community that is Reparoa Sandra Rowlandson, mm. Bailey's Rotorua, give her a bell, get out your paintbrushes and your acrylic-based paint and paint that canvas for your life. Tell them Steph sent you. Bailey's Real Estate. We need to come up with a um, our own little tagline for Bailey's. Like, Bailey's sounds... Bailey's with ease. That's not bad. Altogether better. <laughs> Is that, something? Is that Toyota? No, it says Bailey's Altogether Better. It says oh, it on the website. Yeah, that'll do. It says it on the website. Oh, the property number, when mm. you go for search, go to search it, is... Oh, it's here. 245-1130. Bailey's, B-A-Y-L-E-Y-S dot co dot N-Z. Just hit enter then, and then it asks you for the property description. 245-1130. Get in touch with Sandra Rollinson, Bailey's Rotorua, and create the lifestyle. You deserve and desire. We'll take news and we'll come back after that. Well, our next guest is all set to chat to us, but we don't know his number to ring him. <laughs> Sam thought I had it. I thought he had it. And no one's got it. No one's got it. So we're hurriedly trying to find Aiden Ross's phone number so we can give him a call. Just back from All Blacks 15, two test matches. What was it? The Japanese Invitational 15. And the brave blossoms of Japan. A couple of good performances there. Oh, we've got the number. We've got the number. Oh, that's good. And, uh, oh, he's there now, is he, Sammy? Oh, he's there now. That was great work by producer Sam. Well done. And joining us now um, via Japan. He's been back in the country, I'm going to guess, about 48, maybe 72 hours. Aiden Ross. Welcome in, champion. Hey, We're bloody good. We're bloody good. Um, jet lag or not too bad coming home from Japan? Oh, not too bad. It's only a three-hour time difference, so it's actually one of the nicer places to go regarding that. But, um, yeah, always good to come home after. Uh, well, I missed the first week. I just joined up for the second week over there. Um, but, yeah, always nice to get back home. Now, of course, you play for Bay Plenty, you play for the Chiefs, you play for the All Blacks. This was an All Black 15, bit of a, a different experience. Um, what, what's the vibe like in a group like the All Blacks 15? Still wearing the black jersey? Yeah, that's it. It's another chance to put on the black jersey and, and represent your country. Um, 
it's I um, got a chance at the end of last year to go to the UK with them too, and then obviously Japan is actually an awesome team to be a part of. Um, you know, it's the players all from different super sides coming together, um, and we work bloody hard. And probably a bit more this time, it was quite hot over there, so we um, got our work done, um, worked hard, and then it was quite cool. Japan's an awesome place to get out and about, so enjoy the social side of it too, which was uh, pretty fun. Such a polite people too. I was watching um, you play that last game against the the Brave Blossoms, and the polite hand clapping is just amazing. Oh, it's. You know, when um, it's quite funny when when their player uh, Michael Leach, he uh, he touches the ball, the whole stadium will go Leach, and it's just <laughs> awesome. Um, and, and you know, when there's a kick there, there's silence. You couldn't hear a pin drop, and then you know, as soon as it goes over, they all clap. They clap when something goes well, but uh, they're just so respectful. Yeah, honestly, you're playing the game sometimes, and it's just silence. Have they sold themselves well to you for maybe in six or seven years' time for that that end of career little fill up for a couple of years back to Japan? Is it somewhere you could see yourself playing in the in the future? Oh, in a heartbeat. Oh, <laughs> get me back there, eh? Honestly, the food's so good. The people are nice. Um, it's just an awesome place. I actually had a um, the opportunity about four or five years to go to have a little spin at Kobe, one of their um, their clubs there. I was there for about six weeks, and it was just awesome. It's honestly one of the best places in the world just to experience um, footy and just their lifestyle. They're, they're so polite. It's it's an awesome country. I've never been to Japan before, um, and everyone always talks about the politeness, the cleanliness, and the food. Now, we can get Japanese food in New Zealand, and I want you to be honest. Does it stack up? Does St. Pierre's sushi stack up to the Japanese sushi? And if not, which I imagine it doesn't, what's the difference? Oh, there's a bit of a difference. I don't know if um, too many people actually would like the, um, the Japanese sushi, but, um, <laughs> you know, St. Pierre's and over here, yeah, teriyaki chicken avo is pretty common. But um, <laughs> over there, you actually, chicken, you, you, don't, you don't find chicken in any sushi over there. It's all raw seafood. Um I enjoy my seafood, so I don't mind it. But for your, your teriyaki chicken uh, lovers over here, I don't think they'll enjoy it too much. <laughs> no. And um, what's the other one? I really like one of their crispy fried chicken dishes, the Japanese one. Oh, right. Yes, you got me. You got me. The one. I know my food. Yeah. All right. So Japan was an awesome um, awesome experience for you. Um, gearing up for the NPC now, I'd imagine, Aiden. Yeah, mate. Um, rejoin with the Bay next week. Um, get a pre-season under the belt, and then yeah, into it again for another year. It come, always comes around fast. Um, yeah, it's exciting. Um, yeah, it's always nice to come home where I grew up and the province I represent, and um, put the jersey on and um, with some good mates. Um, yeah, always look forward to this time of year. It's a little bit less. Pressure, I'd imagine, the NPC, it's more about um, expressive rugby, um, probably running from areas you'd get shot for if you ran in super rugby in a quarterfinal, that sort of thing. And having played for the All Blacks and the, and the All Black 15 and the Chiefs and Bath Plenty, what do you get out of playing for NPC for your province that, that you just can't reciprocate at the higher honours? I think it's just that um, that sense of yeah, prideness. It's you know for me because um, it's where I grew up. You know, it's the very first rep team I played for under thirteens. You know, Bay Plenty, and it's you know it's home for me. So I am truly representing my home um, and my family. Um, 
you know, I always remember growing up, you know, it was back in 2003 when Bay won the Ramfurly Shield off Auckland, you know. It's those memories that I'll never forget as a young fellow going along to um, watching them play. Um, and now, you know, obviously getting the chance to play for your, your home side, it's just the... I guess the the pride, um, you know, putting on that jersey represents so much. I know a lot of people probably now say that, you know, uh, the Bunnings Cup, you know, is not what it used to be and so they are. But, oh, you know, someone that's still playing in this comp, it, it truly is something, you know, the Ramfurly Shield definitely is something, you know, all us players aspire to get to play for and you get the opportunity and, and want to win it, you know, and you, and you do really want to win a title still at this level, um, even though it's not super or international, it, it's definitely a competition that you want to do well in. Game one against Auckland. Oh, boy, they have got a stacked team, mate. Uh, they've got a stacked team. Um, but I wish you well. NPC's where my heart is. First and foremost, better than anything for me. And I know everyone's a little bit different, but I'm Manawatu, man. I'm just going to see. Do you play yeah. Manawatu? Do you play Manawatu? No, you're lucky. You escaped them. Well, then, uh, weekend pre-season in Taupo, though. Oh! Uh, have a go. Oh, might have yep. to make a drive. Might have to make a drive. <laughs> yeah. hey, no, the other thing I want to ask you about, I've heard you, you're voicing ads on our network, which is just brilliant for this. Canes Deer Velvet. Now, Sam Kane's parents, they, they, they run the cutter. I think Sam's been taking it for years and years, and you're one of their ambassadors. How did you get linked up with that, and how's it benefiting you? Yeah, awesome. It's... Um I guess I went for a, a little patch there um, two or three years ago where I was just getting a little niggles. It wasn't like broken bones or anything, but I was, you know, having calf issues, um, Achilles issues, a bit of, bit of issues in my knee. Um, and I was just literally just talking to Sammy one day at Smoko and he was telling me about it and I was like, I'll give it a go. You know, you get to the stage where, you know, your body, you want to invest what you can into your body. Um, so I started taking it. And then, um, you know, I've actually never really had any issues with those um, with those problems since. And it's just something that I've just stayed on top of. Um, it's worked for me. Um, and, and, you know, I, I love the product, what the product's about. Um, and I, I take it as part of my daily routine now. And, yeah, I'm, I'm loving it. Um, and then I guess started getting in touch with um, Sammy's parents and, yeah, oh, big big fan of the product. Um, what it what it does just for or all over recovery too. Um, just as a human being too. Even even though you know I'm into my sports and stuff, um, it's it's a great product um, to keep you fit and healthy too. Well, mate, um, when, when you're talking about when you're talking about calves and ankles and knees and the stress and the pressure you put them on and how it's helped you, I can imagine uh, Joe Average like me uh, with the odd tweak and twinkle. Um, I'm not packing scrums against All Blacks and Springboks and Japanese and that sort of thing. So uh, not just for sports people. So obviously you're a big advocate of it. So you've you've done a bit of research on it. So it helps uh, non-sports people as well. Yeah, just everyday, everyday people. Look, if you're playing sport too, awesome. That's uh, it'll help you out too. But it's um, you know, it's 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 a product for everybody. Um, yeah, and I, I get behind it big time. Awesome. So I guess we just Google uh, Kane Steer Velvet, as simple as that. And um, I guess Sammy just drops them in your gym bag, but we can go online and order them. I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a discount code at the moment too. S E N Z. Um, get twenty percent off too. Um, oh. There you go. Oh, I didn't even know, and I bloody work here, Aiden. Oh, you learn something new every day, don't you? <laughs>
<laughs> SENZ20 for 20% off. Listen, it's worth a crack. It's worth a crack. Hey, mate, um, thanks heaps for joining us. Take it easy. Uh, take it easy early doors. You can't win the title in the preseason games. Just remember that. That's it, eh? It will be a fun, uh, hopefully 12 weeks anyway. Yeah, awesome, mate. Well done. Uh, have a great season. Cheers. Thank you very much, mate. Cheers, buddy. Um, that's interesting. So, Kane Steerville, but there's a discount code of SENZ20 um, for Kane Steerville. Man, if it helps a big unit like him with his calves and his knees and his ankles, he was talking about just for his recovery. That's good stuff. Kane's Steerville, but just Google yourself a little bit of that. Righto, we'll have a quick break. Helping you tune out your annoying workmate. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Ladies and gentlemen, I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. What's making news around the world? I'll tell you. I will tell you. What is? What's making news? Carlos Alcaraz. Up on the big screen up there in the studio watching the replay of the Wimbledon final. Boy, that man can move. One thing he can't move out of, though, is his parents' house. Oh. You know he still lives with his parents. I didn't know that. And uh, uh, Above a kebab shop. Seriously? Yeah. Um, now, this line interests me from the story. Brand and culture expert Nick Ede told Mail Online that the Spaniard who still lives with his parents in a £170,000 flat above a kebab shop in southern Spain <laughs> uh, will make £30 million this year as the sponsors begin to roll in. Um, tennis's global appeal to both uh, appeal to both men and women means we are witnessing the new hero for Gen Z. Oh yeah, so they reckon. So he's got a lot of money coming his way. Let's hope he can get out of mum and dad's flat and uh, away from the smells of the the sultry smells of a kebab. Other famous people that still will live with their parents: Jose Maria Olazabal, Ryder Cup. Mm-hmm. Do you know who he is? Go oh, for it. not really. No. One majors. Uh, sure. Sevi Ballesteros, sort of his mentor. Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Lived at home. His entire life. Oh, he saved money, don't you? <laughs> and um, the Dark Destroyer from The Chase. Does he? He's 60. Lives with his mum. Moving on. But that's because she's off poor health. Sure. Tupac? You Shaco- big fan? Shakur, I am. Yeah. <laughs> hey, the police in the US state of Nevada have searched a home in connection with the murder of the great man. 30 years ago, mm. 30 nearly 30 years ago that he died in uh, 1996. And uh, in the latest update on the investigation, police executed a search warrant in a nearby city of Henderson, which is just outside of Las Vegas, 30 years later. They searched it in uh, relation to the murder. I, I just, I don't know what they're going to find there. but Dust. Yeah, that dust particle from 30 years ago. Good luck to them, because I'd love to know what happened to Tupac, and um, some still think he's alive. They might find Jada Pinkett Smith's watch or something. Yeah, or her hair. Um, original 2007 4-gig iPhone. Oh, wow. It's just sold. It's dubbed the holy grail of devices, mm-hmm. right? The iPhone 2007, it's original 4 gigabyte. It's actually quite big for 2007. Now, if I told you that um, one of those bad boys back in the day would have cost you $599, sure. how much do you reckon it was sold for at auction? 5000 no, much higher than that. 15,000. 25,000. 80,000. Oh, stop it. I can't keep going. $190,372 and change. The hammer he dropped. He hasn't got any slow mo camera. 
They reckon it'll keep going up as well. Well, no, but it's like in, say, 20 years' time, it'll be... I mean, even now it's pretty iconic, but 20 years' time it'll be like, this is the first smartphone. Was it iPhone 4, did you say? No, it's just called the... It's the original iPhone 4 gigabyte back in 2007. Uh, Yeah, could be worth a lot more in a couple of years. I've got an iPhone 7 at home. Brilliant. Mm. You might get 10 bucks for it. Yeah. (laughs) This one was unopened in its packaging, everything like that, which makes it even rare. Fact of the day. Please. More of a joke than a fact, but it makes sense. The word Q is just the letter Q with a bunch of silent letters waiting in line. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little dad joke for you. What is a Q-U-E-U-E, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's really just a Q with a bunch of other letters waiting in line. I don't know why, but I love that. I absolutely love that. We'll find out what happened back in the day after this. Getting you through the day like a hot cuppa after lunch. You're listening to Afternoons with Staffy on SENZ. Here's what happened back in the day. July the 19th, 1976. She was from Romania. She was 14 years old and her name, Nadia Comaneci, the first gymnast in Olympic history to receive perfect 10s. I don't think the people here will accept anything less than a 10, Marilyn. I think they're going to be disappointed if they don't see it, but the judges are the ones that rule, of course. And here's that flawless performance again. There is another 10! Number six for Nadia Kumanich, who has just won the gold medal here in the uneven bar. Three golds, a silver and a bronze from the 1976 Olympics. In 1980, Olympics again. The 22nd Summer Olympics opened in Moscow. 65 countries supported a US-led boycott. Ian Ferguson went, though, as an independent. Birthdays today. Elena Stasi mentioned him yesterday. He turned 76 today, also of Romania, tennis player. Azuma Nelson, wonderful Ghanaian boxer, turned 64 today. Paddy O'Brien, former New Zealand referee, 63. And Vitaly Klitschko, another boxer from Ukraine. He's 51. Number one movie was Cheech and Chong's next movie in 1980, and this was the number one song. That's the end of me, but it's not the end of SCNZ. Happy birthday to us. Running it straight, Kempi and Sammy coming.